All right, Chad. Well, thank you for joining me here in the Hyundai like Sunday Palisade. Comedians in cars getting cocaine? Yeah. What? No. Hello. Thank Jer- you for having me. Jerk journalists. <laughs> Jerk journalists. Uh, driving around in circles at the Biltmore Estate. Yes. I think that is uh, the current show we're doing. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, two guys in traffic, and uh, we're going to go see if we can find some traffic here in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, we are both guests of Hyundai to come down and drive the Palisade, which uh, we just spent a day driving. We did. And I think we both really like it. Um, I think we do. Uh, it's for those who have maybe driven the Telluride. Um, I feel like, well, that's obviously their kind of natural competitor. Um, because yeah, because there's, there's a lot of similarities uh, underneath. Yeah, they share the platform. Yep. Uh, they share the engine, too, I believe. Um, so they share a lot. So there's, it, so it's kind of difficult to differentiate a lot of that between the, t- the two brands. Um, where the differentiation occurs is with uh, equipment, um, interior and exterior design, and then uh, materials and stuff that are used. Yeah, and so uh, Hyundai's calling this a mid-sized SUV and comparing it to like the Honda Pilot yeah, that which, is right in front of us. Which we're following. And, uh, not the camera that almost hit us. Yep, but, not that. Um, uh, uh, three ro- basically three row mid-sized SUVs. Right, so uh, Atlas, uh, Ascent, um, Pilot. Uh, which are all, uh, and Atlas and Ascent are both new. Yes. Uh, Volkswagen Atlas and the yeah, Subaru, the Subaru Ascent. Ascent. Yeah, those are both brand new. Yep. Um, the Pilot, it's been on sale for a few years now. Yep. Um, the Durango, uh, which you can get in three rows, um, which, whatever. I think uh, it's a lot bigger than this. It feels like it is. Um, they put it in the competitive set when they did the presentation this True, morning. yeah. Um, you can, of course, get that with a Hemi 392, um, which, is, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Uh, what else? The new Explorer, which actually I just drove real recently as well. Okay. Um, kind of. I think that'll be like a bigger cross shop than Ford wants to admit. Yeah, and... Um, so this is the limited trim, um, and they seem to have, uh, I, I like their strategy mm-hmm. for, for trim levels. There's basically three trim levels. There's what, S, E, S, E, L, and limited. And then limited. And then there's no options on limited at all. And there's only a handful on all the others. Right. And so basically there's the value proposition, which is the S, E, which starts around 31, uh, 32,000, like that. 31, 5-ish, um, $2,000 more for all-wheel drive, and then... Uh, the mid-range, I don't remember. I'm the SELs, it's you know, we'll put it on the Fit, screen, yeah. and it's and it's fine. Um, and then this is the fully loaded Mac Daddy version uh, for forty-seven with destination yeah. and everything. And that's with the all-wheel drive, and that's with um, all of that. So the major options, sort of on that mid mid-level one, um, you don't. It's normally it comes as an eight-passenger. Um, you can upgrade to captain's chairs in the middle. Yeah, so it's two the, in the stock trim, a regular trim, I guess. Uh, two seats up front for you and I, a bench seat with three on the second row, and then the third row also has three seats. Right. It's a little tight a little back bit. there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, what did they, they say? They all are in the segment. Yeah, they all are. What did the segment say for children or uh, youthful-minded yeah, adults youthful or something like that? Yeah. yeah, I would not want to sit back there. But if I had to, to go for five minutes to wherever... You're not I could do it. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to die. It won't be the worst. Um, but it's more legroom than a 911. We're seeing a 911. Yeah, we're, we're grading on a curve there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so it's got three rows. So if you do have a bunch of kids, you can do it. I wouldn't say it's a minivan competitor, but no. if you got to squeeze some kids back there from the soccer game, sure, certainly you can do it. The um, 
yeah, it's definitely not a minivan competitor, um, but Americans don't buy minivans. So if you're somebody that wants a crossover that has, you know, a, a fairly decent amount of space, I mean, I think Explorer has a Are tiny... we calling it a crossover? Or is it an SUV? I'm going to call it a crossover. What's the difference? Uh, <laughs> if you ask me, an SUV has to be body on frame, but um, there's only been like three SUVs. Yeah, there's no all SUVs at all. Um, it's a large, uh, you know, multi-purpose vehicle. Hyundai would call it a, uh, an SUV. Yeah, um, and um, and I think Ford would call the Explorer an SUV too. They, so they would, but uh, that, we could argue about that forever. Yeah, um, that's what car journalists do. <laughs> yes, that's what that's what we do. Um, so so it's got those, uh, and we drove it uh, on road. We drove it uh, off road, mm-hmm. um, and so we're here in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, and they took us to the Biltmore Estate, which is the former Vanderbilt family. Uh, summer, summer, house. Uh, summer, yeah, summer shack. Right, really, it's with, not with, freaking with, massive or anything. With eighty-two bedrooms, um, yeah. I forget how many bathrooms they said it had, like fifty uh, or sixty. Uh, yeah, a zillion. It, the, yeah. the place is massive, and it's a really big tourist destination. And it actually is, uh, frankly, gorgeous. And we mm-hmm. did some driving on the Blue Ridge Parkway today, uh, which is also gorgeous, even right. though you have to drive very slowly. Right. Um, but because laws. Yeah, because laws and 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 twisties and bicyclists everywhere and motorcyclists and all that. Um, but uh, this is a very cool place to stop if you are uh, coming down this way. And we are going to see if we can find some traffic wandering around Asheville, which I hear has pretty horrific traffic. <laughs> That's because good. it's been uh, it's been growing a lot. Well, so and this is the point of, of two guys in traffic is that yeah, you drive in the Blue Ridge Parkway, maybe on vacation. Right. The off road we used the uh, Land Rover has a an off road track here yes. on the Biltmore Estate, and you can come and pay lots of money and drive Land Rovers on very gorgeous off road trails right. through the forest. And Hyundai rented one of those out, and we got a, a guide from the Land Rover Experience folks, yep. which was all pretty cool. So, um, and so this, we both took off-road, got it very muddy. We did. And uh, it did very well. Yeah. I think you and I were both surprised. Yeah. Stock, the stock tires on this are definitely not um, off-road focused, but if you are somebody who lives, um, let's say you live in Michigan, which is a, a, t- a state that once you kind of get out of the big metro areas... Um, the side roads, the county roads, um, think farm roads in Texas, like they're gravel, they're dirt, they're mud. It's not, yeah. it's not freshly paved stuff. That's more realistically what a vehicle like this is going to see. It's not going to go rock climbing up trails and stuff. But if you're in that environment or where it snows, which is, you know, where you live, yep. I mean, I guess it snows where I live too, but you see more of it. Yeah. Um, not so much have, down here in North yeah, Carolina. Not so much here, but you have a very capable, it, it's clear that it's going to be very capable in those settings based on the off-roading that we did today. Yeah, and so you've got this knob here, um, and it does, and we've been arguing about this all day, uh, of the different modes that you can put it in, and there's a smart mode where it tries to, like, learn your driving habits or something, I don't know. Um, There's a sport mode that makes it more sporty, throttle response, more aggressive um, transmission shifts, stuff like that. It changes the font on the instrument cluster. It does change the (laughs) font, um, which is cool. So you go this, and there's this little whoosh, red explosion, whatever, uh, and then it changes the font and and makes it red. And red's kind of cool. I like that. It's like the Marvel Comics font. Yeah. And and comfort, you leave it in comfort all the time. Eco, fine. If you want to, if you're worried about fuel economy, you can put it in that. Snow, if you're in the slippery stuff, you can put it in that. And then there is the only button which is really necessary on this wheel is the all-wheel drive lock function. Because for fuel economy reasons, yes. it will by default usually be in front-wheel drive. Yes. Which most of the time is fine. Right. And then you hit that button, it'll lock it into all-wheel drive, and then 
you've got a super. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's, it does a 50-50 spark, torque split all the time. So if you know things are going to get slippery, you put it, you hit the lock button. Now, if you don't, if you're just driving along in comfort mode and things get slippery, the computer's going to pick that up. It's going to respond. It's going to send power. Yeah, to it's an auto wheels. whatever. It will do it. Um, but having the actual lock button there is like, okay, you know you're going to go through a muddy section. Um, as fast as these systems respond in sending power, either to the front or the rear, um, there's still a time the computer has to figure out that, oh, the wheels are slipping. Oh, I need to do something about that. And while it may just be a couple hundred milliseconds, it's time that you could potentially, in some cases, get stuck. So having the, the lock button, just being able to hit it, I think is helpful. Um, this does also have hill descent control, which odds are the normal buyer will never touch that button. Yeah, um, right there, big button. But yep. it is an effective system. It wasn't too loud. Uh, and it's like whatever yeah, every hill descent it, control does, which just you know, yeah, kind of breaks for you when you get fine. out of um, and, uh, and I think they said... Um, so the front and back is through that center diff um, for the, the torque split. And then left and right, it uses the braking action yes. on one wheel to send the torque to the other wheel. Which is not, you know, it's not going to be a rally car. No. But for 99.9% of people, it's going to be fun. But mechanical diffs are expensive. Yes. Um, and, and on this car, not necessary. Right. And we were in one situation, in an articulation situation, where we were on three wheels. And you could feel very briefly feel the the rear wheel kind of free wheel for a second and then the anti-lock brakes you could hear the anti-lock brakes shut that down which then sent power to the wheel that had traction and we were you know yeah. on our way again and you don't and i would be shocked if if most palisade buyers ever ran into that situation correct but it is nice to know that it's there right or you know if you are doing let's say a snowy start somewhere um you may have a wheel or two that's sitting on ice and a wheel or two that has traction um you know, road surfaces aren't consistent. So, again, the off-roading that we do, which you'll see reviews from, that people will have photos from, there'll probably be photos in the articles that I write, blah, blah, blah. Um, we'll all talk about how kind of fun it was off-roading, because it was. Um, but nobody's really realistically going to do that. But what the off-roading element allows Jordan and I to do is kind of see how those systems would work in inclement weather. Or yeah, in, take it as far as it's going to go. Yeah. So that Because if it can handle... The Land Rover experience drive that we just did, right. it is going to more than handle anything that a normal customer is going to going to do with yeah. it. And the, one, nice. and the one LRE guy was just talking to us before we left, and he's like, actually, it was pretty good. Like, he was kind of surprised, impressed with its ability. And, I mean, he's dealing with Land Rovers all the time. So yep. to to have him, you know, he knows it's not as capable, obviously, but to, to have somebody like that be impressed, I think, so... It says, it says a lot for it. It says a lot for it. Um, yeah, and so, you know, it's not going to be an off-road killer, but that's, oh. it doesn't matter. But that's not who's buying it. Yeah. Um, and it does have some other cool features. Um, one is the uh, surround view camera, um, which is, uh, there's this, I think, 10-inch screen yeah, is what this thing is. Um Big screen in the middle, and then the, uh, the surround view camera pops up, and when you're rolling forward, you get a forward view. When you're going backwards, you get a backwards view. It does um, a top-down view. Yeah. It does. It does two curbside views, both forward and back. So that's kind of cool if you're off-roading for looking for rocks. But then the rear curb view is obviously for when you're parallel parking, which you want yep. to be able to see how. Because this does it. not have auto park, correct? And it does have 20-inch wheels, I believe. So you're gonna curb the crap you're out of those. Curb the crap out of them. Yep. So um, having that is actually 
pretty helpful. Yeah, it's really nice, um, and and I think the the really cool thing to note there is just how high quality the video is. Yeah, the it looks really was... good. You can see what the heck is going on. Yeah, the, this new screen, the new infotainment screen in here is really good. It's a new skin on top of Hyundai's already very good infotainment, um, but it makes it feel more expensive. But the extra resolution combined with the high resolution of the camera makes it feel really premium. Like it looks like a good it, the camera looks good and some manufacturers I'm not going to name names <coughs> some <coughs> um will kind of cheap out on the cameras yeah like, like the new we, Wrangler it's amazing I feel like, like we Wrangler, complaining but... we complain about that a lot on here is like oh I mean it, you've got the camera but you can't make anything out and right. okay fine whatever but then you get something like this where it's really high quality and you can tell immediately by looking at it and then you sort of wonder why isn't what, everybody else why isn't everybody else's like that? And okay, this is a new platform, so maybe it's a new the, platform, old platform thing. Right. So you know, you try something like the Explorer, you try something like the Wrangler that's brand new, yeah, and, then, and you would expect that to be a bit higher quality. Yeah. But it's but it's it's nice to see it in here because Hyundai, it, as premium as we think this car is, um, Hyundai is still kind of a value play. It is and, a Hyundai. Yeah. yeah, it's Hyundai and. If Hyundai can put a high-quality camera in here with a high-quality screen and a high-quality TFT display, then why can't everybody do that? Yeah, and so uh, to, to transition to that, for the dashboard uh, screen, this is the limited version, so you get this big 12-inch screen, which doesn't do a ton of things. Um, you've got, uh, you know, tachometer on the right and, and speedometer on the left and fuel and... Um, and, and the temperature gauge, which I kind of like that it's not overwhelming you with stuff. And it does have my three things. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, digital speed, it yes. has that. Big thing in the middle of the speedometer. It has a miles to empty. Big thing in the middle of the tachometer. Mm -hmm. And you get your outside temperature, yep. which are the three things that is all I ever care about in looking at my car. I don't care about the tach. I don't care yeah. about any of that. And some of that stuff's uh, customizable, too. Um, and the animations for when you switch to drive modes. Um, it's kind of cool. It's it's kind of cool. Uh, Ford's doing it with the new Explorer. Explorer has the big 12-inch TFT display as well. Um, they do a little bit more with the animations um, to make it feel a little bit different. Um, I was just in the Explorer, as I said. So if I make a lot of Explorer references, I'm Well, sorry. and I think that's a fair comparison because they're both brand new. Yeah. Um, and so the other cool thing that you can do with this is um, on, I think it's limited to the limited. Yes. Um, is when you turn on a turn signal, there are cameras in, in the, the side mirrors that look back and it gives you a kind of digital mirror mm -hmm. uh, right on the dash. Um, and so, so we'll show some video of it. And the left side does the left side of the instrument cluster will will be for the left camera, right side will be for the right camera. So if any of you guys have ever been in a Honda or seen a video of a Honda with Lane Watch, yeah, um, it's very similar to that. But instead of putting it in the center display and only being on the right side, they put it in the cluster and offer it both sides. And the reason why they can offer it both sides is because in the cluster, there's differentiation between whether you have the left one on. Or the right one on. Yeah, and, when it, and it goes on when the turn signal yeah, is turned. When on. the turn signal is on. When you're in the Honda, because they put it in the center screen, if you if they put it on the left side, you as a driver wouldn't be able to very quickly you'd look realize right to look left. It would be confusing. Yeah. Um, so that's why they, they just don't do it. But then Honda with Lane Watch, which they're starting to phase out. Um, it's a little. Also, I just drove a Civic with it. It was weird. They they don't actually put blind spot monitoring on there. Yeah, it's and that's that was Watch. the other thing. Yeah. So in this, you have that. Which camera. is cool. And then yeah, you also have regular blind spot monitoring in the mirrors. Right. And it has lane change uh, assist slash crash mitigation. So, like, not only will it beep if you try to lane change into somebody, um, but... It will actually steer back. It will attempt to steer back. Uh, 
Now you're probably thinking, oh my god, it's going to take full control for me. What if I want to do whatever? If you can overpower the system, just like the lane keep assist, stuff Which like that. Which you can. You can, you can. A little bit extra torque, torque on the A little extra torque or extra, and it'll, it'll do what you want it to do. But having that. It's like a double a check. It's, higher, yeah, it's a double check. I think of it as like, as like you know, you know, when little kids play bowl, go bowling, mm-hmm. and they've got the bumpers in the lanes to try right. and help you keep you. It's that's what all of those safety systems are. Right. It's a little bumper guide to be like, are you sure you want to do that? Because there's a car there, and maybe you didn't see it. And maybe but it's if you want to throw home. your bowling ball into the lane next to you, you can you, you can do you it. You can do it. Um, yeah, and so uh, so you got all that stuff, and I think uh, it's worth going down the list of, of safety features in this. And so okay. you've got the uh, the window sticker up there if you want to look at that, or if you Ooh. think you can remember. I think I can. Remember. I think this has all the letters. It does have all the letters. So on all versions, you get um, autonomous emergency braking uh, with pedestrian detection. Um, and then uh, optional stuff, I believe, is uh, the lane, the uh, lane centering. So yep. it's not just it's not just a lane keep or a lane departure warning. It'll actually keep you center in the lane with the cruise control. Um, uh, full stop adaptive cruise control. So stop and go. Um, sit for a few seconds. You got to hit the resume button, but whatever. So if you're in traffic, um, that's a big stress reliever. Yep. Um, yeah. It does and does lane centering and does that. It does, um, it does that. And it does full stop and go. Yeah, but it's full stop and go. Um, it'll do uh, emergency braking in the rear, too. So if you start to back up and there's a child behind you, um, the car's going to brake for yep. you. And cross-traffic and auto cross braking, which is nice. Which also auto brake for that. Yep. So basically it'll brake if you're about to hit anything in pretty much any direction. So uh-huh. so that's so a... You should not rely on the system. You shouldn't. To do that. You shouldn't. It's a safety backup feature, right. blah, 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 blah. Yes. We're get that out of I am not... I don't work for electric. I don't say that this is, you know, full self-driving. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. But um, they are really good assist systems. And on long drives especially, like they're great for sitting in traffic, which is what we're going to be doing here in a second. Yep. Um, because we're already, uh, doing. we're already doing it. Um, and the McDonald's Six Store Hotel. Um, but have you ever gone through and got a Stoop Waffle McFlurry while doing your video? No, but that's... I almost feel like that's something you could do. Well, that is the world's nicest McDonald's. That is the world's <laughs> nicest McDonald's. Um, um, yeah, Asheville has serious... Uh, yeah. Biltmore Village here, serious um, historical building codes yes, yes. to make uh, everything look nice. So that is and a very a lot pretty of, yeah, looking So McDonald's. it's very pretty like here. There was uh, a pretty looking Hardee's around the yeah. corner, and I think we saw an Arby's. Dublin, Ohio, which tends to be a, a, a very um, wealthy suburb of Columbus, is like that. You know, you, it's, yep. it does similar architecture. Um the point being is these systems are really help reduce stress in long drives. Yep. So I was recently in a vehicle. I did a five-hour drive from Columbus, or not Columbus, I'm sorry, from Chicago. After spending a whole day on the racetrack doing track stuff, after only getting four hours of night sleep the night before, <laughs> and I had to get up early. I had to be up at 4 a.m. to go to Detroit for a flight, blah, blah, blah. Point is, I would have been really, really cranky. And I was always slightly cranky. And I, and I attribute the my lower crankiness level to the driver assist systems because while you should never ever 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 speaking of driver assist systems um that was my foot also she was turning left she should have turned into the left lane she didn't turn into the proper lane yes correct we'll just leave that alone um i will say that um after you went off-roading in the mud that camera is not very helpful <laughs> okay Since so it's totally blurred out i, I did make it my goal to uh get as much mud on the car as possible yeah so, which you sorry. succeeded that's all right sorry um 
but uh, those systems, you know, you should never take your hands off the wheel. Like, you really shouldn't. Um, it'll warn you after a while, and then it'll turn the system yeah, off. Yeah, because you can for a moment take it off, but and it's it's such a relaxing thing. I think that's to be key. able to do. And But, like, being able, if you're on a long drive, just being able to, for, like, three seconds, to be able just to get your hands up and stretch yep. makes, for me, makes all of the difference. Yeah, and you can reach out, and you can... Um, you know, press the buttons, change the radio. Uh, if you want to listen to the watercolors on uh, XM66, you can do all that. Um, and then you got a couple other cool things um, on here that I really like with yes. this center stack is sometimes, okay, you have, I can tap this and I can get full screen map view, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine. But then if I want to change the temperature, it has to take over that screen. Right. And they've put in a double screen, and usually I don't like double screens, but this one is a nice dedicated climate screen that, you know, okay, you got your AC and you can turn the knob and you can change the temperature and you can do all that. It does have rear climate as well. It does. Um, and so I, I like having a dedicated screen. Uh, here on Two Guys in Traffic, we do love knobs. I, this uh, has knobs. You I get a left a knob, knob and a right knob. Um, and, if you have uh, gloves on. like Yeah, you can use immediately it. All these things you can use. Um, with gloves on when it's cold. Uh, this one in the Limited has the ventilated and heated seats, heated steering wheel. Ventilated and heated second row. That yep. is class exclusive. Yes. Um, as long as you don't consider the Kia Telluride in the class. Yeah, so but you they know, both, they both offer it. Yes, it's, they both have it. Which but Explorer does not, which is the newest of the competitive segment out because it literally just it came costs out. more too. It costs, it costs a few grand more. Um, but that's really like... That's something that is premium that you have to be almost at, like, Maybach territory to kind of Yeah, sort of have really cool seats get... in the back. And that's the sort of thing that if you're picking up your in-laws or mm -hmm. something and you live somewhere where it's hot or it's cold and you can turn those ventilated or the heated seats on, that's a really nice comfort thing. And that's going to make people think, oh, yeah. this is a really nice car to yes, ride in. Right. Riding in the back, which I think is a big is a big thing a because surprise and delight. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a big thing. So you got the you know the kids in the way back, and then you put the in laws in the mm -hmm. back seat. Oh, they get heated seats, isn't that great? Yeah. Um, so that's that's really nice, and you got the second screen. Um, one complaint I do have is this wide row of silver buttons here. Uh, it's hard to read. It's very hard to read. It's map, nav, radio, media. And honestly, I don't know when I would ever hit those buttons. I don't know, but especially you've got the touch screen. But especially with some sunshine on it, it's it's really yeah, or it's it's a little easier today because it's dark. But yeah, earlier when it was sunny, you yeah, really was, couldn't really see difficult. any of it. And it was like, uh, we drove through a few weird. tunnels where it was dark, headlights turned on. Then you can obviously see them perfectly fine. Cause yeah, because they're they're, they're all backlit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that that's the weakest part, probably, of the center stack. Um, this screen that you like um, is very functional, um, but it's probably one of the one of the two oldest. Hyundai parts in here. Yeah, it's not it's, fancy looking. Yeah, it's not. But I don't mind that because no, all it needs to do is show it me works. what the heck the temperature is set yeah. to and what the rear is set to and things but like that. But compared to the high resolution beautifulness of this and of the TFT display yes. in the instrument cluster, this is it definitely does sort of stand out from the parts a little menu. bit. Yep. But that's okay. I mean, because it, it works, and again, the car's not super expensive, and it's not right in your face either. So yeah, it, that's what you're not staring at. You're just like, what's the temperature set at? Right. Oh, it's set on. And you it's know, very 65. and it's very easy to glance at it and immediately know what's going on. Yeah. Um, something else worth calling out is the buttons. So we do not have a standard PRNDL uh, right. knob shifter, whatever. It's a shift by wire. So you got a big park button, reverse drive. Um, one thing you pointed out earlier that I hadn't noticed is that it bongs at you when you change into yep. reverse or drive. So you get a nice confirmation. Okay, you press that happened. button. Something has happened. Things are appropriate. Right. Um, and if you hit the button again, it puts a little message up that says you're yeah, you've still already, in gear yep, you're and still it's in drive. fine. 
Um, um, it'll the door is automatically locked when you put it in drive, but if you turn on setting off for whatever reason, some people do. But you should um, leave it on. You probably it's a good idea. Should. Don't want to get carjacked. Um, <laughs> but it will. Uh, but the beeping, I think, is a, is a good feedback because it's not an annoying dong or anything. But yeah. Well, like, and if you hey, have a physical thing, it'll go kachunk. Right. Yeah. When you change when so you, you change get that gears. feedback, so you do get that. The other advantage of the shift by wire. I mean, you guys really won't be able to see on this camera. Um, but there'll be some photos and stuff. There's a huge storage bin underneath this console now. Yeah. Where so you could put like you put like a full size purse. Yeah. Under there. Um, exactly. Which is something that I have a couple friends who always say, where do I put my purse yeah, in the car? There's oh. never a good place to put it. Oh, you put it by your feet. Yeah, and then it goes under the wheel. And I'm, pretty, this, I'm pretty sure my backpack put would fit in there. Big, right yeah, now, you can put honest. big stuff. Like, it's huge. Um, and there's plugs in there, and there's actually a pass-through into yep. this bin, which is huge. And another cool thing is the, um, the, the cup, cup holders. holders fold away. And actually, I have, I have footage of that. We'll put that up. Um, and yeah, and, and it opens back up. It's like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. It makes the, the thing go away. You can have some extra room. There's also a phone charger in there, which I guess maybe some people will use it. Yeah, I don't don't get that because you got to plug it in to make the CarPlay and Android Auto work anyway. Right. Okay. Whatever. You know, whatever. But there's there's plugs under there, um, and so there are seven USB outlets. Yes, there are seven USB. So there's two up front. Hyundai has been extremely terrible at offering USB. On a lot of they their seem cars. to be fixing that. They seem to very quickly be fixing that because I remember not the brand new that's coming out Sonata, but like the Sonata that's on sale right now has like one or two. Like it is. Yeah, and I just had a Toyota really 4Runner that had one, but that car's ten years old. So. Um, my sort of going philosophy is if you don't have one USB port for every passenger in the car, you're not. And so this right. is a this has the the captain's chairs in the second row, and so it does have so one per passenger. There's seven. Passenger. Um, because there's also these ones on the on the seats, which is kind of a neat place to put them. Mm-hmm. Then there's some in the third row, which I think are not on the SE, the base model. Right. There's no USB yeah. in the third row, but it's whatever. Yeah. Um, there's also uh, there's a 12 volt power supply cigarette lighter thing under there. And a 110 plug. Um, and then a, in the back, there's a 110 plug, so the kids can plug in there. Whatever. We actually have one of the cameras uh, running off that at the moment. Yep, still running. Um, so that's <laughs> Good, cool. Good, because I don't want to do take two. Yep. And uh, so we got seven USB ports, and we counted 14 So they you can get it to up to 16 cup holders? Six, if you have the bench seat, you, you get, get 16. 16 cup holders for eight seats. You only or you only get 14, 14 for, for seven, seven seats. So two per person. And so let's count them. All right, you got two here in the center right. in this thing, one in each door mm-hmm. or front. So you got four for the two of us. Yep. That's pretty good. And then you have... Uh, and these in the door are pretty good-sized bins, like they'll hold... They shouldn't have a, a problem good size holding thing. a liter of water. And then in the, the second row doors, there are two on the door on each side. Mm-hmm. So that uh, is eight. And yep. then there's two more on the lower side. So that's ten. And then there's four in the way back. Right. So the one thing that... Two the, on each side. So the one thing that the Ford Explorer does better on cup holders um, is the second row seats. The cup holders that are in the middle especially if you do the captain's chairs, yep. are round. They're normal cup holders like any other cup holder. The ones in the door, on the top of the doors, are square. They're juice boxes. And oh. it's very, it was very specifically done to to accommodate that. Okay. Um, so it, it's a weird thing. Like, I would never have... I never would have thought of it because full disclosure. You don't have kids don't have in the kids. back with, with juice boxes. <laughs> right. But... but when you th- when you see it and you think... And then you're oh. like, oh, yeah, why doesn't everybody do that? Right. Well, yeah, why doesn't everybody do that? So I would say that, like, if cup holder priority, like... The Subaru Ascent has 19. I don't think they have any juice box holders. The new Explorer does have a juice box holder. Um, 
But I, I think they the, the car companies clearly are embracing... This is a family car. Yes. 100%. Yes. Um, and they are embracing the, okay, we want to plug everything in. We want to have places to put our drinks because yes. we're Americans. And right, we have that's great. Um, yeah, and, and this is definitely heading... I mean, this is definitely a, a good family-oriented car. Don't take don't get it wrong. Just it's, it's some weird, you know, little things that surprise and delight. Like, what I really liked about the Explorer was you could put juice boxes in it, right? Perfect. That shouldn't be the reason to buy the car, but if you had it and suddenly realized... That's a nice, yeah, it's a nice it, bonus. Um, you got a little like a big storage cubby here, and there's another USB outlet in there. Yeah, good, um, good amount of storage. 12-volt plug, storage things. This closes, so you can put stuff on top of it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, no USB-C. Um, yep. uh, some automakers are starting to switch to that plug because that's... It's all regular the, USB, but they are 2.1 amps. Which is good. So you can charge your devices a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one one demerit that you give it, um, that the more I think about it, probably is a bigger deal. Um, it does have telematics in here. Uh, so yeah, there's blue, no, blue Link, they yeah. call it, which is there. And you can use the app. Um, and then it's got a couple other features that there's you can... A, there's Alexa and Google Home integration. Yeah. Um, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, but the demerit you called it out for, and, I, and I'm starting to kind of get on Team, team <laughs> Jordan on this, is there's no Wi-Fi hotspot. Um, yeah. It's got AT&T connectivity, but right. you can't set up a hotspot, which is when you got kids and they got their iPads right. plugged in, you, you got... You may already own a hotspot. It may not be a big deal for you, but there's probably a few people that, you know really use that feature and to not have it is it, it, it's probably not that it's much a more weird, expensive to add yeah it's a weird thing to leave out on a family car that's brand new general I don't know that, and, right. and, and Hyundai didn't have a good explanation for it for why it's not there right. but I don't it's, know whatever it's, I mean it's fine like, I don't think most people will miss it but Explorer has it yeah, Explorer has um, it. All of the and GM FC, products. GM have products have it. FCA has FCA. it. Um, and it's more and more common. It's not free. None of these things are free. Yeah, so most of them have AT&T, and if you have an AT&T plan, you add it for 20 bucks a month, and it's an unlimited hotspot. You can right. use as much data as you want. For a family, If I had a family, I would want that because yeah. they can just slurp all the data, and it's fine. But right. it's, it's not there, so I don't know. That's weird. But... I'm okay to give it up for the five thousand dollar price difference. Yeah, for a lot. Explore. I mean, that you can you can buy a, a, a hotspot hot yeah. for that and use your phone and whatever. Um, yeah, and so and I you think, may already have a hotspot. If you already own a family car, odds are you don't have a hotspot. Yeah. yeah. So you might already just own a, a, a portable hotspot and like okay, fine. Yep. And there's plenty of USB and plugs stuff to plug it in to keep it charged. Yeah. So it's probably not a huge deal. But if we have to nitpick, yep. Um, it's not there. And if we're going to complain about that, uh, there are two things I do have to, to compliment it about. Okay. Um, one is you got the two uh, sunroofs. Which so you is got fantastic. A, uh, the one in front that opens, and then a huge one in the back that does not, yeah. um, which they, they promote as giving a better, better uh, light, better light um, and things. And, and, it headroom. Def- and it definitely does. Um, and also, Explorer doesn't have the rear one. So Explorer just has the front. Interesting. And um, it's very dark in the Explorer. Um, it's dark in here, too, yeah. if you close all the, all the windows. Yeah, but stuff. if you have the back one open, and so the back one, um, it is a... It doesn't open to the world, but it is a uh, power shade right. to close. The front one is a manual shade. Um, and uh, another thing that's kind of cool is uh, you've got these little uh, indicators on the screen here that will show you when your kids unbuckle. Right. So not only do you Bright know, red light yep. that turns right on as soon not as they Not only unbuckle. do you know if somebody's unbuckled, but you know who's Who unbuckled. Who is unbuckled. You also have uh, a little mirror up here. Yes. This is stolen from the minivan world. Yep, which is so, great. Okay, that's cool. I like that. Clever. And then the only other, uh, a couple other really cool features for parents specifically is driver there's a button talk. called driver talk, which we won't turn on because you won't be able to, to figure out what's going on. 
Toyota's had it in Highlander for a little bit, um, but basically... Another competitor. Yes, another another competitor to this. Um, Hit a button. I'll have it do the beep. You won't really be able to hear it. But it opens, basically starts a uh, one-way intercom to the third row. So if you don't want to have to yell, hey... Timmy, stop poking your sister. Right. You might be able to pick the echo up on this, on the video, but... Yeah, stop poking your sticker. Or, uh, don't and it, make, and don't it make mutes the music as well. It and so it can be a good way to get it, get the yeah. kids' attention and say, hey, you know, yeah. knock it off. Stop or, it. Knock it off. You know, they, I think mostly it's going to be used for stop it, knock it off. Right. But it could also be used for, hey, we're at grandma's house yeah. or whatever. There might be normal practical uses, but I think it's mostly for that's the yell like, at your yeah. kids button. Yeah, it's the yell at your kids button. Which sort of makes me, and they so can't yell this back. does have the favorite button. Mm-hmm. So I think, I bet you could attach that. I bet you could. So you can just, because I just want a button on the steering wheel. Yeah. Where's the yell at the kids button? That should be on here. Of the whole screen real estate, you have to touch And you had a little trouble small, turning yeah. it on earlier. and Yeah, there's this very small section devoted to it. Um, yeah, it should be that whole thing. Yeah. And there is a mute. Um, there's also... Uh, quiet mode? Uh, quiet mode, I think, mode, is they, I think call? they call it. Yep. Basically, what it'll do is it will mute, mute all of the um, speakers, all the rear speakers in the vehicle, and only leave the front ones on. So if you have a kid sleeping, or if they're using headphones, or whatever... You don't want to... Yeah. Um, you don't have audio coming through the rear speakers. I just saw a charger go by with the yellow protective grids on it. Please take those off if you ever buy a charger. <laughs> um, the so yeah, so it basically mutes all the audio, which is which is kind of useful. It's because... a family car. It's so I mean, all that is in software, and I think you were saying this earlier, and I, I strongly feel that taking existing features on the car mm-hmm. and repurposing them in new and interesting ways yes. is really cool. Um, and that's a software feature. So yeah. the driver talk thing, right? There's already a Bluetooth microphone here, Correct. so you can use your phone to talk. Right. And that's all connected through the stereo. Hit that button, send it through the back. That's great. Right. Have a button uh, that'll turn off the rear speakers. I mean, you could already do that with like, oh, I can adjust yeah, the adjust rear the, forward yeah. thing. This is just no, this is button. just a button. And so yep. that's a great thing as well. A couple other areas where they do that very cleverly is, um, I don't know if cleverly is even a word, but... I'm a writer, so hey. Um, you there, there's a, a, a feature, uh, basically, that allows you to... So when you pull into a parking spot and stop, and you have the car in park, um, if the child lock is on, um, which most people are using the child locks, um, if the child lock is on, and you hit the child unlock button, and the kid goes to open the door, if there's a car in the blind spot... Yeah, um, like, like if you parallel park. Yeah, so if you parallel park and there's a car coming down the road and it, and it uses the blind spot sensor, which is already there, and pick up the car coming so the child won't be able to open the door. Yeah, it locks the door so, and, and overrides them so the kid can't open the door right, into traffic. Into traffic. Parents can still open the door into traffic. Yes. Parents, which is right, kind of silly, but... But um, hey, check check your mirrors before you open the door. Yeah. But for the kids... Who kid doesn't have a mirror and right. their kids, Yes. Um, that is a very cool safety. They and have that, some name for it, but yeah. I can't remember. And it, it works on both sides of the car, um, I, which I confirmed in the Santa Fe program. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the identical system that's in the Santa Fe. So, um, which I think it, that is fantastic because it's one of those things where, oh, why not do that? Right. You have the ability to do it. There's no right. downside. Now, does it, does it work amazingly in all situations? No. But if it saves one life... Or yeah. you know, or save your door from getting ripped, ripped off. Door, That's gonna, a little awkward. I, th- I think it's I think it's worth it. And considering that all of the hardware is already there, not to diminish the value of what software engineers do, but it's just a, it's a software fix. It's not. Yeah. So we you're, have you're to put creating the hardware a new in the car. Yeah. Um, and the second feature that I think is really great is this car does have a rear seat reminder to make you check to to make sure you didn't leave anything in the car. So well, like if, a kid. Yeah. It's like a kid or yeah. a dog or um, your laptop. Um, so you. If, it, if you open the, the door and close it, 
during like a certain ignition cycle, whatever, a certain time. I think it's before you get in the car. And then you turn the car off, it goes ding, 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 and it yep. says, hey, check what's in the backseat. I don't say everybody does it now, but everybody should be doing that now. That should be standard because, again, it's all software. What Hyundai does is it uses a motion sensor, which I believe they're using for the in-car security system, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah it's a but, move, uh, motion sensor. Yeah, it's, it's a motion sensor. So not only will it beep at that, but it will also, for X amount of time after the ignition's been turned off, be watching. So if you have a dog you leave in the car that's sleeping and you forget, or you have a kid who's in the car sleeping and you forget, um, and it does happen. I know it, it. It just does. The stats are there. Yep. Um, what it will do is it will send a notification to your phone. Yes, through the blue through link. Through the blue link, through the telematics yep. notification to your phone. Um, and they didn't mention the presentation this morning, but because it does on Santa Fe, and I asked if it was the same system, and they said yes. Yep. Um, it'll also beep the horn. So yes. you will, like, it'll sound like You'll your car know. alarm going is going off. Yep. So they will make every single possible effort to notify you that there is something in the car. And um, so, that, I mean, that's obviously useful if there's a dog. The, like their example really there was a dog more than a baby. Um, well, they don't want to accuse anybody of forgetting right, the baby. Right. Um, but it would also be helpful to know if somebody was, like, you know, lying in wait waiting for you in your car. Sure, if you also, want to be a terrified, you know, <laughs> deadline or dateline NBC, whatever special. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fat white man. I, I, I don't really have to worry about a lot of things, but... <laughs> But I think the the only other thing, except for heart disease, Jesus. <laughs> the only other thing to mention, uh, uh, one thing to mention is that you can't put the seat heater and the seat cooler uh, on again at the same time. Uh, so far, it's the only the BMW that can do that. So Volvo does it. Whatever. Um, Volvo wants to do it. Uh, well, I haven't had the Volvo yet. Um, that had a or have one of the new Volvos yet. We'll get there. But uh, um, but yeah, but the Europeans do it for some reason. But the, because they're ventilated and not cooled, and these are cooled and not ventilated. What's the difference? So they're actually actively blowing cold air into the seat. The ventilated oh, seats. Oh, it's air conditioned just, yes. seats rather than just air being correct. All right. Well, I dig that. All right. So that's fine. So you don't want you don't want warm and cold air blowing on you. Well, I mean, maybe. Yeah. But um, I want air conditioned and warm air. So anyway, uh, so it does that, and then whatever. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I think we haven't talked about is the styling. Yes. Which is uh, really good. Blue I like Ridge it. Parkway. Um, yeah. We, Sorry, we're in Asheville. It's, 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 it's here. You see, um, you drive on the parkway and you park on the driveway. That's right. Boom. So uh, yeah. So the uh, the design. Uh, I'm sorry, it, you're never gonna watch these videos again. It's, it's my fault. It's all right. Design. Um, um, it's not uh, not unlike the Telluride. The basic overall look. Correct. Um, pretty similar, but there's also only so many ways you can draw uh, a, a three-row mid-sized SUV. Especially so, on the same platform. Yeah. But what Hyundai does, I think. Um, there's a very distinct front and rear styling. Yep. Um, headlights especially. Headlights, Headlight, head and headlights tail lights especially look really good. Um, I think it looks really good. I like it better than the Telluride. The Telluride's growing on me, but I feel like they're... And they described it as a crocodile eye headlight DRL arrangement on yep. this. Um, but I actually think it looks really good. Yeah, um, and I've been staring at it in the rear mirror all day. Yeah. Um, because there's we've had a convoy yeah, and they've been behind us. And uh, it, it's very distinctive. It is. Which is hard to to do these days because everybody's right. got DRLs now and everybody's doing and like the DRLs like it, it does this cool like it bisects the uh, turn signal and both sides of the turn signal stay lit right. up there's a Telluride um, I should be like hey and actually I like the rear end on this better than that too I believe you know now that I'm staring at it after looking at this one all day uh -huh. I think this one might be better too and the Kia logo is huge and a little oh, bit garish on there isn't it a bit yeah a little bit same exhaust exact same exhaust and yep. the exhaust tips yep. same exhaust so the same sort of bumper application that's the EXV6 so that's going to be probably direct competitor to this yeah but like, the hey, interior looks the, the same 
Yeah, the screen in the Their center screen looks the pops, same. But it pops up. Yeah, where so this, this is, the dash this is, is flush. This is integrated, so this yeah. is flush. So when this turns off, it just looks like one piece. That looks like almost a tacked on An iPad right. stuck so on So kind of like what Ford's doing, what a couple of automakers are doing, yeah. where this looks really integrated. You know? You would almost thought we would have staged this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so i got to say, the, the one thing that I think is kind of cool about the Telluride is on the front... Um, it has the Telluride letters it, yeah. at the top, and it's sort of a Land Rover-y it is, yeah. thing, uh, which I think is definitely what they're homaging they're, uh, they're, slash They're targeting there. an outdoor kind of lifestyle kind of yeah. buyer where Hyundai is definitely going after a premium luxury buyer. Yep, um, uh, which I think is why they can have two cars that are sort of kind of the same. That are very similar. Because I think they yeah. drive I think they drive very similar. I like the headlights on the Telluride, the little square. So mm-hmm. I think both Kia and uh, Hyundai are doing good things there. Yeah. Um, but looking at that from the front, yeah, I like this one better. Yeah, it's very, it's distinctive and it looks good. And I think the luxury thing is good. And I, I, this I mean, 40, 47 grand 40, starts at thirty. So, right. I mean, it's got a huge gap right. range um, from where they start to where they finish. But I think in this one at the forty-seven thousand dollar mark, this yeah. is super competitive. Um, this interior feels more premium than the Explorer. Um, there's definitely a lot of good premium materials here. I like that they don't gloss black the center. I still don't like the glossy on the side. It's not quite a gloss black because it looks sort of like a little sparkle. Yeah. looks I've like noticed, someone spilled glitter yeah. on it. This is gloss black a, around the screen. Which I'm not a, again, not a super huge fan. Though you don't touch it up here, but it still gets a little dirty. Yeah. Um, but, but it feels premium. Yeah. All the materials feel premium. Uh, the headliner is Alcantara-ish, Swedish, whatever. Yeah, it's soft. Um, it's very soft. Like, you want to touch it. You know so, what? You know, I think this is what this is the biggest problem for mm-hmm. is Buick. Yeah. Because Buick's hitting right in the same price point, right. and Buick doesn't feel premium. No, they're no, good, not, not as premium as this. They're like good vehicles. They are, but this feels nicer. GMC, I think, has the same problem now. The new Acadia, um, we're gonna drive that. You and actually, actually both gonna go drive yeah, that we are. Um, in Wyoming in a couple weeks. I fear that's gonna have the same problem. I believe it will. Um, so it's it's gonna be interesting. Hyundai like, like, for a long time has been challenging the existing people in their markets and sort of coming in at a lower price point but with higher quality the, materials and the interior materials like of the leather and this and some of this stuff is very German um, the buttons and switch gear is not it's that's a little it, I mean they don't necessarily feel cheap but it's definitely like this is like, straight out of a Mercedes yeah. um, this yeah. is straight out of an S-Class which I don't like on the S-Class either <laughs> true um, so there's some parts that feel really, really premium, and then there's some parts that just are okay, that they work well. Um, but I would say that this feels nicer inside than Explorer. I, I think you're absolutely right on Buick and on GMC. Um, the Kia, I, I think, has a certain look. If you like the Kia better, okay, go do it. Um, because I think they drive very similar. Um, but I don't think that there's any... I don't think there's a huge difference in driving dynamics between the two. Yeah, I don't think so. And and I think that's sort of the thing where if you if you really like this and you're thinking about it, go this, go look at the Telluride too. Yeah. And just see which one you but like they better. They give you with with this, they give you the towing package. On the limited. All of them. Is it's not a separate thing? No, it's just there. And that's sway and control and I and this tows up to five thousand yeah. pounds, which uh, based Tell, on driving right today, does. that's gonna be yeah, I would a big ask don't for it. Don't tow five thousand pounds with this. But if you had, but to, if you could. had a if you had a, a couple of wave runners, sway control, uh, and then a, a couple bike, other stuff. Or, you know, yeah, some it's, stuff. Okay. It, it, it's got some intelligent stuff there, but it gives you the tow package uh, for free, which Kia charges you for. Um, and there was something else that you get on this that either 
the the kit just straight up didn't have, and I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. It's the turn signal. Which, oh yeah, the cameras. Yeah, the, yeah, the turn signal cameras. Camera so for the same price, you get more equipment in this. You get unique equipment in this that not even the Kia offers. Um, check the box for the load leveling rear suspension. Um, yes. Especially if you're going to carry people, a lot of people, or stuff potentially tow with it. Um, and geez, I mean, like, which the load leveling comes with the limited. So yeah. All in. This is if you're if you're shopping in the mid 40s looking for a three row SUV, this is a great one. And even in the mid 30s, the the mid priced one is pretty solid mm-hmm. as far as equipment and stuff goes. Hyundai could charge 55 for this. I think you're probably right. Um, I mean, and, and and we were talking earlier. There's gonna be a Genesis version. Yes. And it's probably gonna have a bigger engine. Yeah. It's gonna have way more luxury touch points and things. Because right. um, we, we were talking about engine earlier, and we described it as adequate. I mean, we really didn't talk about engine or transmission enough. Yeah, which doesn't really matter. It's an eight-speed. Uh, it's it's yeah. Hyundai Kia's own uh, design. The engine is a three-something V6 naturally something. aspirated, two hundred something. Yeah. Horsepower. It's fine. It's, it's fine. not fast. Um, I wouldn't mind having a premium engine, a, a premium upgrade engine for a couple of grand, but I don't think that they're gonna do it because. It'd be really expensive. And this one is, honestly, this one's fine. Yeah, and this Um, one's fine. Fuel economy's not great. We'll hit that real quick, and then we got to wrap up. Uh, 19 City, 24 Highway, 21 combined. That's Uh, not great. Estimated annual food cost, 1950. But hey, whatever, right? This this one's built in Korea. Uh, The Telluride's built in Georgia. So there's that. Well, assembly finished in. Yes, Right. final assembly. Yeah, final assembly. I'm just saying that a lot of the Telluride's not built in Georgia. But whatever. yeah, so uh, I think overall it's a good car. Um, yeah, I really like it. Uh, Explorer has better engine options and probably transmissions a bit better. Um, the Kia and this is split, no difference. Yeah, pick, um, pick whichever one you like better. Ascent, I thought was a little wheezy, um, and that used still uses a CVT, doesn't it? Yeah, Subaru likes those, so, and yeah, Subaru engines are traditionally not. Yeah, it's very it's, powerful. It's, it's okay. It'll be safe. Like eyesight's great. Um, yeah, super's gonna be yeah. good, but yeah, it's, it's um, in resale value will be alright with that. Uh, Highlander Atla- is super solid. It's old though. Highlander's old. Yeah. Um, Atlas. What do you think? Uh, I have not driven it yet. Okay. I think it looks great. Right. Um, I have not heard great things in general. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, things have been mixed on it. So, um, I think a lot of the big key competitors here are. I think this is Explorer probably, is going to be the big one. Yeah, Explorer. There's a little bit more space in Explorer, um, but I, I would say this is definitely a segment leader on quite a few things. Yeah. And the ride quality is solid, and it's quiet, and like I, I really, I'm having a hard time really finding faults with this. Yeah, the engine's That's not loud. I think you know. I think if we're really going to narrow it down, the engine's not powerful enough. Fuel economy is not great. Right. Fine, whatever. But Maybe the money at some you're point. saving over an Explorer. Yeah, you or save a lot of money. And it's gonna, it's gonna whatever. come out in the wash. And it looks really expensive. You can have it parked at a fancy restaurant. You can take the kids back. Yeah, park in front of that. We're staying at the, at the Grand Bohemian Hotel in Asheville, which is a very nice, uh, luxurious right. restaurant. And parked in front next to the the Porsche Panamera that they had yeah. out front yesterday. It looked. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's fine. It looks that's like. Right. And um, I really think, like, if you see one in person, it has a lot of presence. I think the design is is really solid. It's there are, fortressy. There are people that, yeah, it's Palisade fortressy. Uh, means fortress. Right. Uh, and uh, I think it is is it very fortress. So, yeah. So, not to, like, hijack the very end, because I do know you're trying to finish no, this. No, it's all good. But um, I, I really think that they've done a really nice job on this. Yeah. I think it's super solid. Shortlisted, um, for sure. Yeah. If you're if you're looking for a three-row SUV in that sort of price point, even, even in the low 30s, 
Yeah. Um, it's pretty solidly Third, equipped, I mean, even the, at the base, value level. Base standard equipment, you know, if you have to have the all-wheel drive, it's two grand, but I don't it's think... It's 33,000, yeah, 34,000, somewhere around thousand. there. Yeah, I don't know what you're going to find for 34 um, grand. And uh, warranty is super solid. Uh, 10 year 100,000 miles on, on the, the powertrain. Power what, 560? And um, Blue Link services for three years, yeah, which is also free. cool. Um, and then... I will find it. Bumper to power. bumper is five oh, yeah. years. Five years, 60,000 for a new vehicle. Yeah, so which that's super solid. That's better than right. Ford's going to give you. Yes, because Ford's still only doing either three or four. Um, the only people that do better than that so, is Volkswagen because thanks to Dieselgate, they have to offer a 772 bumper to bumper. Yep. But that's maybe not uh, the Julia. only reason to buy it. It's a jewel. Hey, it's so pretty. It'll explode, but I don't care because it's pretty. Yeah, it's a good looking car. It's a good looking car. Anyways, thank you for having uh, me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for thanks for being here. Uh, and if we end up on another drive, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll drag you in. Um, but we gotta got to do the thing. So uh, there's a button uh, on your iPhone or, or Android or uh, in your web browser or whatever. It says subscribe. You need to hit that. Smack it. Smack that subscribe button. And then even more importantly, well, not more importantly, but Punch second is important. Bell. The, the bell. You got to hit the bell. Everybody likes the bell. So, so I hate when YouTubers tell me to hit the notification bell. Um, but what's really interesting is, I mean, some people have notification stuff, whatever. But YouTube won't necessarily show the video to all of the subscribers at the same time. So yeah. if you just subscribe, you may not see the video right away or within a certain amount of time. Yep. So YouTube prioritizes that. So even if you have. Even if you have notifications turned off on your phone, still hit the notification <laughs> bell because you because YouTube doesn't know. Um, that way you can see the videos sooner. Um, yeah, it's like an extra like button. Yeah, it's like an extra like button. Yeah, and hit like, um, and most importantly, uh, comment below and tell us what we got wrong because this is the internet and we always get stuff yeah. wrong. So subscribe down here, comment yes. down here, yeah. notification bell. I, I, I don't know, know. just do it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we appreciate it. And uh, thanks for watching. And thank you, Chad, for coming along yeah, and I had a, sitting I had a lot of in fun. traffic. And sit in, literally sitting in traffic. Literally sitting in traffic. <laughs> Was this more fun than driving on the Blue Ridge Parkway this morning? Um, the answer is no. The answer is no. The answer is no. For Hyundai watching, no. Uh, but it is really... It's a good place sitting, to actually test it out. You know, I, the idea of sitting in traffic is kind of crazy, but that's what most people are going to do. And, you know, we wouldn't have seen the Telluride. We wouldn't have seen this Explorer just go by now. It really is uh, the right kind of environment. And I like talking and driving. Yeah. I find that to be a real good way to talk, you know, to hit what we need to hit. So, yeah. so there we go. Uh, we're going to go back and have uh, some fancy uh, Hyundai dinner. Because we always eat well on press programs. Yeah, that's it. Clearly... Between the two of us, we, yeah, uh, we eat pretty well. I probably eat too well. Yeah. Don't comment about that down here. Just ignore yeah, that. Just, yeah, just like, that's fine. Oh, um, yeah, I had the bison last night, and that was pretty delicious. The and bison the, what, the was... Pheasant, the pheasant soup. The pheasant soup was really It's hard good. life being a journalist, guys. It is very hard life. Don't don't decide to do this, right? Don't like, become a car journalist. Because we don't need more YouTube competitors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, and with that, we're out. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>